Y'all, welcome back. Today's episode, we got Brian K. Thompson Jr. back with us again. Always talking about mental health and wellness, making sure we're continuing with that wave, especially as we go into, it's almost like, oh, almost the end of summer, going into August when school is going to be going back up and, you know, potential shutdowns in certain cities and all that. So it's a lot, but we're going to get y'all through it. But I want to make sure to give Brian some airtime as well. So, Brian, if you don't mind, just reintroducing yourself for the people so that way they know who you are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one, thank you for having me back on. Um, you know, I appreciate, you know, the opportunity just to talk about, you know, this for us. Um, but again, I'm Brian Thompson. I am uh, a Chicagoan, uh, you know, born and raised. Uh, and, and so I'm, I'm here uh, not just as a uh, not just as a clinician, not just as a therapist, but as a black man uh, who is, is living in the same time uh, that we all are trying to navigate this space, trying to understand where we go and how we go about it. So, um, again, just happy to be here, happy to kind of talk through some things and, uh, you know, hoping, hoping we can share some light on uh, you know, what to do next. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate that, Brian. And now, you know, since it's summertime, you know, a lot of things got loosened up with the mask. And now in some places, you know, it's like, oh, well, there's variants like that's afraid, like there's fear of a potential shutdown. Um, again, I know some counties have been really proactive with it, like with L.A., uh, San Francisco is getting more proactive with it, but it hasn't taken to the stance like L.A. has. And I know that can weigh down on a lot of people, you know, like, damn, like I thought this was over. You know what I'm saying? Like this is still going on. So uh, from your perspective and, you know, working in the schools and whatnot, it's like how like this is all unprecedented. We've never done this like in 100 years. You know what I'm saying? So like taking care mm-hmm. of self during this time is even more more challenging. So being that, you know, there's a lot of gray area in here. Like what recommendations you have for our scholars, like on making sure that they take care of themselves during this time, being that, you know, it is somebody they want to have fun, but, you know, also being safe and how to actually make sure that they can still take care of their mental health during this time as well. Because it could be stressful. You know, you can't do the same things. You second guessing people, <laughs> you know, like, damn, are they like, you know, do they have it? Is this person not have it? Like, yeah. So what recommendations you had? I know a lot of people feel like a lot of anxiety about about that, just being in public again and doing all that good stuff. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, the first thing is that people are ready. People are ready to get out. People are ready to stretch their legs, see other people again. Um, but, and, and that's that's something new, right? You know, being being shut down for a year and having to find uh, your way back into the world and figure out what that's like, that's new. Um, what's not new is people experiencing trauma. And we know that um, once you've experienced trauma, they, you, you can have any number of um, any number of like recourses. You, you have any number of uh, ways that it affects you and, and that you express, you know, whether it be fear or angst or anxiety. Uh, and we know those things at an all time high right now. Um, so I think the first thing we need to do is just be mindful of that. Um, you know, understanding what our boundaries are, what we're willing to do and, and what we're not willing to do. Um, you know, for some folks, it, it's, it's a relief to be able to walk outside and say, hey, I don't have to wear a mask anymore. Um, that's something that's freeing for some people. And for other people, it's like, I want to keep my mask on regardless. You know, I don't know what's out there. You know, I don't you know, I just don't feel comfortable yet. And that's OK. You know, and, and, and so uh, I think understand for people, one, understanding, you know, where they are with, you know, recommendations, where they are with, you know, going back out and being around people. Um, 
go at your own pace. That's that's the first thing I would say. I would say, uh, you know, understand um, you know, where you are and also understand what you're willing to do uh, as you as you you know decide to explore this this new world. Yeah. And when you talk about, you know, especially exploring this new world and whatnot, that's a good transition. We are just talking about uh, with a few folks like, all right, so now, you know, the people they connected with and bonded with and like trying to find, you know, good mentors, especially during this time now, you know, just being that we know we like we know how important mentorship is toward development, how much it is just for overall, you know, wellness and taking care of yourself. But like now when you've been isolated for so long. And now, like with mentorship and I feel like people's priorities have kind of like sometimes have changed for a lot of folks. Some people are more willing to mentor. Some people aren't as willing to mentor. So and especially when you think about mental health and wellness, how mentors can help be like a grounding point for folks. So on your end, like, how do you feel like what do you think? Not even feel like thing like how what do you think is going to happen with um, with young folks trying to find effective mentorship and finding mentors now? How do you feel like that's going to change in the future, being that all the stuff that we had? Just your opinion on it. Um, you know, my personal opinion is I think it'll look a lot of different ways. I think um, for those folks who have you know, found something new and, and, and found new ways to connect during this pandemic, I think there'll be like so many different opportunities out there, right? Um, because you know, now you can not just connect with your mentor, um, you know, by going to get coffee. You can not just connect with your mentor on campus or, uh, you know, making sure that you have those physical connections. But you can, people are utilizing, you know, Zoom and, and, and you know, other like online platforms and, and a number of different ways to engage and interact. Um, so I think, you know, we might see, you know, mentorship at a different level, right? And, and just understanding, you know, what those spaces are. Uh, could make a world of a difference uh, for someone who's, you know, seeking, you know, that additional support or someone willing, you know, looking to to provide it. Um, because maybe if you you had that time, if you didn't have that time in your day uh, before to actually be somewhere or, you know, to get in front of someone uh, or to drive to that coffee shop. Now um, you can you can hop on a call. You can still have that face to face interaction to some extent. Um, so I think, it, you know, and, and, and that way it creates some opportunities, I think. But for those who who might not be in that space, it might also be challenging, right? Um, for those of us who are, for, for those of us who aren't as social, um, who who don't, you know, as readily engage or seek those spaces uh, to interact with others or to seek out mentors um, and may, you know, stumble upon them because of their interactions or because of their work, um, uh, because of the, how they engage and, 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 and done uh, different things in the field, I think, um, those opportunities um, can slip away if, if we if we don't you know if we don't show up if we don't take advantage of some of those spaces. So I, I think it um, it all it all depends. It all depends on, on what that situation is, um, and what opportunities present you know present themselves. Yeah, and you know, when you when you touch on like the opportunities that present themselves, I feel like as the world opens up, everybody's going to want to say yes a lot more to everything. You know, and I feel like it is has a lot of potential for for burnout, you know, uh, especially after we've been cooped up. Well, a lot of us have been cooped up at home or even thinking about how people move back um, into just whatever this new world we're going into a little bit. So, like, how do you 
What do you recommend for folks or just in your opinion about how to manage expectations when everybody else is saying yes after being in such a lockdown for so long to try to make sure that they don't burn themselves out by saying yes too much. And all of a sudden they're in this different type of burnout. They may not have experienced for at least a year and a half or some change, you know? No, absolutely. I think you and I both know uh, those folks who have, um, you know, who, who said they, they booked every weekend until August or September. Right. Um, I think we, we know those folks who have been feeling cooped up and, and just want to go and, and, and say, you know what? I got, a, I got a new lease on life and I want to engage in any and everything that comes my way. Uh, so I, I want to have all these experiences because I haven't been able to. I think about um, the fact that, you know, those, those opportunities will be there, but we also know that um, just as much as we need to get out, that we need to socialize with other, with other people because we, we are social beings, um, that we also need repair and recovery. And so if we aren't taking the time to you know, understand what our needs are, if we aren't taking the time to uh, build in some rest, relaxation, um, we, you will fizzle out, right? You, uh, you, you, we've all heard that saying that you can't, you can't burn a candle with both ends, right? And so um, at some point, you know, the, wax, the wax will run out and we need to make sure uh, that we're recharging ourselves um, as much as we're you know, getting out and and engaging with others um it's, it's all about balance right yeah and when you talked about building and rest it, it makes me think about how they had a few of the of the scholars who are you know thinking about future employment they're thinking about work you know just opportunities that they have and sometimes you know they don't know how to potentially talk about mental health with like their managers you know without it being like a mm-hmm. stigma uh being like you know i'm a black man you know just talking about just mental health and actually try to take care of self, uh, especially in an environment that may be real fast paced where, you know, some may be in VC, some may people be in education, like whatever it is. It's just like that can be a daunting and challenging conversation to have, especially if you have a manager who doesn't value it. Right. And so I'm curious from your perspective, like, how do you think that a student or just an employee coming in who wants to talk about mental health with that manager, what do you feel like are some good steps or ways to kind of engage in the conversation about that? Yeah, I think um, like anything, when you come to, uh, when you come to a higher up with, with a concern, I think it's also, it's always valuable to come with a solution too, right? So if, um, if you, if you come with a concern that, you know, you need, you need to address, you know, some things as it relates to your mental health, I think that person on the other end might be more receptive um, if you talk about, you know, what those solutions will be, you know, for or how this will increase uh, your productivity at work, saying if you if you for long for the long term, if I'm able to take, you know, a, a two day two days off, uh, or maybe leave a half an hour early to to make an appointment um, that rejuvenates me, then you know you'll you'll see more productivity at work. I'll be able to show up more fully in that space. Um, and even if that person doesn't value it, they don't have to know ex- every, you know, the ins and outs of your personal life. I think uh, what you, you do need to do is be responsible to the time that you are at work um, and then understand, even if you can't create that space at work, uh, how to create that space uh, and how to build parameters around, you know, the actual, you know, build parameters around what you need uh, in order to get in order to create that space for yourself to address the things that you need. And um, 
if you're just entering a work field, I think it's important to understand what those regulations are up front, right? Know what your vacation days are. Know uh, what the culture of the 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 environment is. Um, are they encouraging you to take time off? Is everybody, you know, rushing to take time off at the end of the year because uh, they weren't able to, you know, during uh, during the course of the year, uh, and now they're going to lose it. You know, thinking about those, thinking about the culture uh, of the work, and, and asking those questions as you as you begin to start jobs. Uh, I think you know, if you set a standard, uh, if you talk about what you need at the at the forefront, um, it's it's easier it's easier to kind of just you know, turn the page back and say, hey, you know, you know, this is what we talked about at the start, um, and and really setting those expectations, um, so that you can engage. And, and what you need to move forward. Yeah, and great points to all of those. And I know a few other, other folks too who are, you know, they want to be entrepreneurs and they really, you know, how to, like managing people is tough. You know, it's not something that's, uh, it's not easy to do. And sometimes, you know, they're like, well, I want to make sure they balance like the mental health, but then also make sure I'm managing mine. But I think it's different when you're the employee doing things with your manager, but it's different when you're the manager. And then, Talk about mental health with your employees, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So as like for, since a lot of them I know do want to start companies and whatnot, like uh, what advice would you have, like, you know, as being like a manager and making sure that you're prioritizing mental health for those that that report up to you? Um, I think, I think the first thing we got to look at is the bottom line and realize uh, that that bottom line uh, will always be there, Right. And, and so sometimes you have to take it. It's hard because you you get into uh, the cycle of I need to make things, make sure things are getting done. Um, and when we do that and, and we constantly stay in that space, uh, we forget to take a look at the people doing them and, and knowing that even machines, you know, burn out and require you to replace parts uh, at the time. Um, I remember a car I had in, in college used to shut out, shut off at the stoplights because I need to uh, repair, repair something that, you know, and, and those things are built to last. Right. So what makes, what makes you think that we're any different? Uh, we need to, we need to make sure that we are, you know, running that car into the ground. We'll make sure we are running those people into the ground. I, uh, knowing that they'll be more productive, the happier they are. Um, and studies show that, you know, and, and studies show that, you know, the more the more comfortable that environment is and, and the easier it is to engage in the work, a lot of times, you know, more folks will be more productive. And yes, there will be those people that take advantage of uh, your goodwill, right? There'll be those people that take advantage of the rules, right? Uh, but there, there's, you you have to weigh the, uh, the reward. And if the reward is greater than what the risk will be, um, then you, you create that space uh, and you protect it for those people under you. And, and, and nine times of 10, you have people that will, are more loyal to the work uh, and to you um, if you create that space for them to be who they are and take care of their needs and recognizing them as people outside of um, an employee. Yeah, so to kind of sum it up too, it's like the most effective managers or CEOs, whatever, are the ones who truly prioritize that people to make sure they're good personally and professionally absolutely yeah so now i think as people go into like you know we're in this this new i don't even want to call it a new climate i hate saying that like with all my with like all my heart and soul and i feel like with it's important because now we came into like you know they talk about this was the 
you know, this past year, talk about racial injustice, racial justice in society, and just talking about like all the injustices and equities around those who are the views as like if we look at the people who are the most essential we call COVID, those are historically marginalized communities. And I feel that as people return to college campuses, when they talk about DEI, I know a lot of students have now hate the terms DEI now <laughs> after um, this past year because they've heard it so much. It's become like the trendy words like to say or versus like, all right, it's trendy, but like doing the impact of the work, you know, is something that's completely right. different. It's almost like, you know, um, I joke with folks like water is trendy now. You know, now people got their alkalines, you know, they got their little right, bougie right. water. Everybody drinks certain waters, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like now these things are becoming like sort of trendy. And I feel like that can become draining on folks, especially when they come back on campuses, when they talk about, you know, doing things that's in DNI spaces, like, oh yeah, we're, we're doing this and we're doing this. And like, no, you're not doing this. Like you, you think you are, but you're not. And that could be very draining on your mental health, especially right. for, for black men. So or just all people of color and then uh, more sanely black men for this topic that we're talking about right now. So for, um, from your perspective, how do when you're working in these spaces it's a lot different to me like when you talk about your uh, mental health pieces because you get tapped on to do so much more a lot of times Mm -hmm. not saying you're not tapped on before but when you had the label on it then you really you know you're supposed to be all over and doing the things so as a student how do you think that especially as they're coming up and then developing how do they manage their expectations (laughs) you know because that can Mm -hmm. drain your mental health all the way through is because like now you feel like you're going crazy because you want everybody to be at the level that you are sometimes, or you may not be there and you're growing there too. And I feel like that in itself can be draining. Even when you're there, you're not like, how do you make sure you manage yourself while you're in these type of spaces that can be very challenging and also be very frustrating, but ultimately the goal can be like, cause some, some people feel like the goals outweigh the means and that ultimately can lead to your true burnout and breakdown, you know? Yeah. 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 I think um, I feel like so many things kind of ran through my mind when you asked that question, because uh, I think the first thing we we think of all is is achievement. Right. Uh, especially for young, driven, you know, uh, black professionals that you, you really get into the space where you, you're thinking like, all right, I need to make some things happen. I need to keep pushing forward. I need to take advantage of all these opportunities. Um, and, but sometimes you get into, you get into a cycle of just climbing rungs and climbing rungs and climbing rungs. And, and what you don't realize is that as you climb those rungs, those expectations are going to keep piling on you uh, and keep piling on you. And, and you're not creating any space for yourself in order to, you know, breathe. You're not creating space for you to, you know, understand what you need as a person outside of outside of the profession um and knowing that you know everything is not is not up to you to fix it all it's not up to you to to understand it all it's not up to you to have to be in each of these spaces at at any point where you feel like hey that's a great opportunity is there are ways to say that's a great opportunity but it's not for me right now um there there are ways to say hey i think uh you know, I think, you know, I think I'd be better um, in this space um, and, 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 re- and, and that you'll consider some, some opportunities in the future. 
Uh, so I think it's uh, it, I mean, it, it all depends on, on what that opportunity is, what um, what those where those expectations are leading leading you. But um, I w- I would say beware, right? Uh, and 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 I don't I don't mean that in in, in the ominous way, but as you know, just as, as sure as you know that when you say beware, there's a dog, you know, dog on premises that there's a there's a very real chance that you might get bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, if you uh, you know beware that there you know there there's there are also very real consequences for you know accepting you know all of those expectations um, and accepting uh, responsibility when you don't feel like you have the the bandwidth to do so um, and and so you know don't let those pressures don't let those expectations um, drive you. Uh, really, really sit back and understand what those, what your expectations for yourself are, uh, and 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 moving that, moving that, moving that way, and let that drive you to where you where you go next. Let that drive you to the the next passion project. Because if you learn yourself while you're learning to work, uh, you I feel like you're in a, you're in a better place. Got it. So definitely appreciate that. And we are close to time too, Brian. So uh, just to end it, two things. Uh, one is, is there any resources that you feel have been very valuable lately that you've tapped into or just something that you want to share with the students or just something that you feel is like can be very valuable toward their, their mental health? And the second thing is we've been doing this thing. I'm not sure if we did it with you on the first time when you came uh, when you talked with the scholars, but we got this segment now. It's called uh, Roses. So it's like giving love to somebody who the scholars may not not the scholar, but somebody who's really doing some real impact work in the community that can be motivational uh, to some scholars on just some work that's being done. Maybe not, it doesn't have to be in STEM, but uh, it's just giving you an opportunity to do uh, those two things. So, and also any shameless plugs you want to give too. So that's a lot. So yeah, I'll let you take yeah. it away and do it the way, do what you want. With. Um, so it, it sounds like, you know, first, you know, some last, some last little tidbits of advice uh, and then, then really diving into, uh, you know, providing some, a, a space for for anybody you know that I like to highlight. Is yep. it? Yep. Is perfect, it perfect? Perfect. I think um, the first thing is the the advice. I think if if nothing else, I think it's a it's a shame if you don't understand your resources. I think to be in school, um, to to have a community. Uh, is powerful. Understand what resources you have there, whether it be in people, whether it be in in uh, spaces to it for advancement, uh, whether it be um, really just you know making additional connections uh, or or learning a new experience or um, learning a new skill or having a different experience. Understand um, that those things are forever, and. If there's something that you want to go after, it's obtainable. Like, really, really understand that you you set the standard for yourself, um, and understand that you know when you need a break, take it. I feel like I bounced around a bit there, but you know those are some of the things that just really you know really jump out for me. Um, but at the end of the day, just find space to take care of yourself. Um, find space uh, to hear your internal voice. And, and and let that uh, let that lead you solid so 
Thank you for that. Uh, next one is roses. Anybody you want to give roses to, you know, may not be getting the love or they could, you know, but you just want to make sure you show love to them and just put them on the radar for the scholars. Maybe check out. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a tough one. I feel like, uh, there are a few people in, in my circle that have been, you know, doing some, um, some really great things in life, uh, that, that I would love for them to, that I would love for them to check out. If you, if you go on Instagram, um, and, and you follow, uh, Dr. Connie, the OB, uh, she's friends, she's OBGYN. Uh, she is, you know, just finishing her residency and, um, you know, for, for those folks. And obviously if this is the gentleman I'm talking to, you know, none of this will pertain to you. Right. But follow the experience and understand like what the process is. Um, and you know, you, I feel like there's, there's always something for us to learn in, in any of these spaces. And so, uh, you know, I think she, she does a, a great job of like, you know, documenting a journey, uh, documenting, you know, you know, uh, black excellence. And so uh, I think, uh, you know, I'll shout her out right now. Solid. And also, you have any shameless plugs for yourself, man? Go ahead. You know, if there's anything you want to plug for yourself, make sure to get the scholars getting to. I think if, if, you, if you're going into education uh, and, and you're looking into uh, that clinical space and, and doing clinical work, uh, I, I do want to plug uh, some of the work going on within CPS where, where I currently um, am lending my talents. Um, we, we have a new model uh, or a new framework for how we engage um, all of our stakeholders in, in receiving the necessary support. Uh, and it's called the Healing Center Project. Um, I think in, in that that project is, you know, is growing and expanding every day, uh, but it's really focused on uh, understanding the needs of our, understanding the mental health and, and the supportive needs for our, for our students, for our teachers, um, both, you know, giving them the skills that they need to engage in this work, but also recognizing that they're people too, um, and, and needing and deserving of support and, and really connecting with our families and communities. Um, and you know, I'm I'm just starting to hear that it's it's uh, this model is catching on around the country, and in a couple of the spaces they are uh, really um, they're really starting to replicate you know what this work has been, and and so uh, you know that's one thing I just want to throw out there is if you're looking at education, if you're looking um, to to create uh, you know spaces of wellness uh, in your communities, uh, if you want to go into education. Uh, that you know to look up the Hillman Center project and and you know feel free uh, uh, to shoot me an email and, and and we can discuss more about it. Solid. All right. Yeah. And then you know if anybody does want to follow with Brian, please just hit me up. Make sure to get you in contact when I'm getting to him. So, with that said, that is time. Brian, always thank you for your time. I always appreciate you, man. Hope you have an amazing day and hopefully have a great relaxing summer, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Same to you. All right, man. Peace.